Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14. Today it's with Alex Peace Gadsby, the legend that is. Um, so Alex is a member of Team UK and has an amazing story about her scouting journey and all of the charity supports and her business career. So I'm going to stop talking and let Alex's interview speak for itself because it's a really good one. So hope you enjoy guys. So hi Alex, thanks for joining me on Wait You're a Scout. Oh great to be talking to you actually and a really good one. So um, let's start with how you got into scouting because I can imagine it's quite a big journey getting up to the roles you've got now. So, absolutely and completely by accident the whole journey actually. <laughs> um, so I got into scouting purely by accident. So my nephews-in-law who are now in their 20s actually um, but they would be the scouts and they um, asked me to go along to a St George's Day parade with them. The band was late turning up and my mum right up until her retirement was a school teacher so it became very natural for me when we were waiting to get started to start going to um, a group of six and seven year olds who were um, a little bit fed up of waiting. Oh, who can walk on this white line? Who can do this? Who can do the other, yeah. and the other on the car park? So I started doing that at which point somebody came over to me and said well this group's going to close down unless somebody takes it oh, on. Right. So I went okay then. I'll take it on. So, so yeah. <laughs> I thought if I can't give an hour of a week of my time to um, be the Scouts, then there's something wrong with me. Of course, by the time I realised it's a lot more than an hour a week, <laughs> it, you reach that point where you don't care, don't you? Because it just makes such a difference to the young people. So I started off just as a beaver leader. And um, then we had beavers and cubs. Right, but um, we had no scouts, and I, what I was noticing was, where I was handing them all over to, we said, oh, you know, we're handing them over to Huffway, but actually, it's really difficult when you're ten years old to go yeah. over to another group in another town, and we realised that we were, they were all dropping out. So I said, okay, then, all right, when I finish Beavers, because Beavers is quarter past six to quarter past seven, at yeah. half past seven to half past nine on the Friday night as well, I'll run scouts. So we set yeah. up a scout section as well. So I became a beaver leader and a scout leader. And in the meantime, the district had started to say, oh, can you just help do this? And then the <laughs> county started to say, can you just help us do this? So I started getting involved in district and county as well. And I had got, um, I was then handing over the scouts because of course, you know what it's like, you're like a parent to them that one day yeah. a week. So they start <laughs> off as your beavers and then they become cubs and then they were my scouts and they were all dropping out of explorers and I thought, I can't have this happening. Yeah. There's an empty hut across the road. We'll start an exploring bit <laughs> on Friday <laughs> evening as well. And I'll keep taking it in turns with Dave to be the be the scout leader or the explorer leader when we can okay. swap yeah. over. And um, so we'd swap over each Friday evening and I took the explorers then down to um, the how young people down to the House of Commons, at which point um, I'm chatting away to lots of MPs about um, why it's really important for the MPs to make sure that disadvantaged communities, um, yeah. of which my group was in, um, make sure that disadvantaged communities did get the opportunity to scout as well. At which point my name had accidentally come up in a search group um, <laughs> for the role of Chief Commissioner. Um, and so I thought, you know what, okay then, I will go and I will just speak openly at the interview. And so purely by accident I ended up <laughs> as the um, Chief Commissioner of England. But it is an absolute privilege actually because um, 
I love to take my understanding of what goes on in groups, districts yeah. and counties and turn around and say, okay, how do we keep making it easier for people? So my number one priority is doing all the things in the background that keep yeah. making it easier for people and also to try and get out and about and just tell people how amazing they are. Because as much as they don't do it for recognition or anything like that, actually it's really nice to be told, you know, thank you, you are brilliant. Um, and I love doing that piece as well. Yeah, I've like seen mm. from your social media, you're always like out and about at different events and stuff. How do you sort of balance the getting out and about but also having your role as well? I can't imagine um, it's <laughs> easy. Do you know, it, it is, I suppose, um, for me, it's all one on the same piece, and sometimes it can take an awful lot of hours. I'm no different to any other scout leader. We say that we're going to do, you know, an hour a week or, or whatever, or a couple of hours a week, and actually, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the background, yeah. isn't there, as well, that we all do. And I think what motivates us all to do it is just that sheer fact that we see the difference Whoa. it makes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's really nice that you, could, you still relate it as like your oh you did a week when you were in Beaver and yeah. Scout Leader like I suppose it's nice that it's actually the same we're all in the same boat no matter what Absolutely. Uh, definitely and for me I don't think oh I am the Chief Commissioner of England therefore I am the most important person so if there was a pyramid of that absolutely opposite for me so for anybody who can't see this I've sort of put my fingers into a pyramid shape now <laughs> but for me I've then turned that upside down so actually the top the most important stuff that is happening is what is going on in the group because it's all about the young people and all about yeah. them getting the best experience that they could possibly get and then everything that we do through the district level then and then through the county level and then through the national role in roles like myself it's all to support the brilliant stuff that is happening in groups and for me everything I'm thinking about is okay how can we make sure there is a consistently brilliant good time that has happened week in week out in groups Definitely. and everyone who wants to scout has the opportunity to do so. So did you ever scout or do anything like that as a young person yourself? Um, well, I couldn't have been a scout when I was younger, but I was a brownie um, for a short amount of time. Okay. And um, my, I have two daughters who are in scouts now um, as well. So they, you know, um, I had, I was scouting with my nephews before my children came along. So they were born into scouting, <laughs> basically, which, you know, which keeps me going with that. Uh, but I would have loved, had it been available, then I would have yeah. loved the opportunity to scout. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so what do you, when you're not scouting, what does everyday life look for you? Everyday life for me is crazily busy. As I said, I'm a mum of, of two amazing daughters. And thank goodness my husband does the running around and, and helping in that regard as well because I have a busy day job um, I'm an entrepreneur okay. by profession so I get involved with businesses that typically are either struggling need a bit of turnaround or need a bit of magic sprinkling on them to grow um, and I look at those businesses and I start to think right okay how can we unlock the potential of this business so right. um, I suppose it's not dissimilar to the kind of things that I do in scouting really I look at okay these are the processes that we've got how can we make things better and easier to unlock the potential of scouting so it's um so what I do by day and as a volunteer are really quite similar <laughs> and I can get involved in day jobs in all kinds of industries so I've done retail hotels you you know you name it yeah um, I've been involved and for me um, and again it's a principle that applies both in business and in scouts is because why can I 
do all these different types of things. It's because I actually look for people who are better than me to do yeah. stuff, you know. And so I I trust other people and I rely on other people to get involved and um, and you know I trust them to get on with stuff. I think what we are notorious for doing both in business and in scouts is we sometimes we focus on the process you know we ask people if they can achieve something if they can get something done yeah but then we focus on the how they're doing it rather than actually the outcome yeah so for me both in work and in scouts actually what I care about is the outcome so if somebody so I'll ask somebody if they would help do something and then I will trust them to get on with it yeah and, and, and you know see where we get to kind of thing and then just support and mentor along the way as people need it both in work and in scouts really so there's huge parallels in what Definitely. I do. Definitely. How did you find yourself getting into that because it's quite a niche job as well. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely so um, I started off as a marketer I read a master's in strategic management and I trained professionally as a as a marketer and I went very much down a corporate route to start right. with. I then it's quite a, quite an interesting process that you can sometimes go through. I nearly lost my life to a badly misdiagnosed ectopic pregnancy. Oh and when that happened to me, yeah. it kind of made me reevaluate my life. And I thought, well, why am I running around in a corporate world for the people I'm gonna do the things that I really care about and really matter to me. So things like that. Um, and making a difference for young people and also the things that I really enjoy. So I changed what I was doing to more of a consultancy basis. I got into stock market trading and um, into the business turnaround piece that way. Yeah. And over time, because what I do when I do the business turnaround, I do it to, I buy a business We're always with the intention of selling it on. Right. Okay. So I will always sell on. But um, I do it with the intention of not asset stripping and taking all the good stuff out of the business, actually, yeah. to to unlock the potential of the business and to work with the people in it and to support them to grow it and yeah. then sell it on so it can go into the next stage of growth to where, so for example, I um, did a company called Musto that then um, was sold to Heli Hansen and Heli Hansen would have a lot more money that they could put into it to grow it yeah. into an even bigger brand. So, yeah. so I work in, I work with, you know, that ethos in mind. Okay. Yeah. I suppose it's quite similar to a lot of like scout roles as well, of, like sort of like you take a project, help it grow, and then hand over to someone else as well. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah, it's a good analogy. Actually, <laughs> very, very similar, and it is. It's there are so many parallels. Um, so I saw as well from like sort of your online profiles that you also work with quite a lot of other charities as well. Um, do you want to tell us just a little bit about the stuff you do with that? Absolutely, fascinating so, as yeah. well. So, so my volunteering goes on two strands. One is working with young people to make sure that they get the best opportunities possible, and that's through Scout and also through things like um, a charity called the Inspire and Achieve Foundation, which um, looks after really hard to reach um, neat young people, young, neat yeah. being young people not in education, employment or training and typically um, they've had a really tough life and one of the things that um, incenses me is we, can, we as in the royal we as a society and the media in particular can turn around and go oh you know that, that young person's a waste of space, they're just a hoodie, you know they're, they're on income support or whatever and they can be really critical but actually, if they dug onto the surface, there's always a story, and it's yeah. usually a really difficult story. And I think we can't go writing these young people off. They need 
that support and sometimes I'll go as far as to say professional parenting to really help them turn their lives around yeah. so we work very much in that charity around mentoring and, and support work there and um, another young person type charity I sit on the board of Youth United Foundation as well okay. which looks after um, looks after um, bad choice of words um, um, Youth United Foundation um, networks all of the uniformed organisations. Okay. And so, as much as I love Scouts, I also recognise that actually Scouts might not be something that every young person is attracted to. They might yeah. prefer to be an army cadet, or they might prefer to be in girls' brigade, or or whatever. I, what I care about is actually that they get the experience that they want yes. to get the opportunities that they want. So they're the young people type charities that I'm, I'm predominantly involved with and then I also get heavily involved around baby loss um, okay. as well yeah. through my own experiences so yeah. I had really complicated mis miscarriage I had um, a badly misdiagnosed ectopic pregnancy that nearly cost me my life and from those experiences it was kind of one of those stick your stake in the ground moments that says yeah. I'm not going to allow other women to go through these same yeah, level of experiences that I did because back in the day when it happened to me for example if you miscarried the language was still that it was classed as a missed abortion and and so right. you can imagine at a, a point in time where you've gone through a loss like that yeah. and you don't want to hear emotive language like that and you'd be expected to sit in the waiting room while you found something you know, you know while you found out what was happening with the baby and things and so for me it was very much a driver to turn around to government and say we need guidelines in place we need yeah. processes in place to make sure women and their families are better supported through these yeah. times so um to that end i chair the ectopic pregnancy trust and um, that makes sure that all women leave hospital with the appropriate information yeah. and access to emotional support and we work very much with the medical professionals and with government now in order to steer healthcare yeah. um, in that area. And I sit on the board of the Association of Pregnancy Units as well to the to exactly the same end. Um, so very much involved on those two strands of charity lines. And if I've missed any charities, I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> when you're under pressure like this, you don't always remember. <laughs> no, I'm, fine. I'm sure they will yes. understand. That is amazing and such like a varied sort of like scope of work. Yeah. Like, how do you manage your time? <laughs> I, for me, life is not about work, socialising, fun stuff. It's not separate. It's living, and for yeah. me, I do the things that I care about and I enjoy, and it all intertwines together. And I don't, you know, I don't compartmentalise what I do into boxes okay. or anything like that. And I suppose I'm a bit of a workaholic, maybe. You know, I just, <laughs> I just enjoy what I do, and I just get on with it. And I just like to affect change in a positive way, be it through work, be yeah. it through volunteering, and so it just motivates me. I'm a very upbeat and motivated person I think I would describe yeah. myself as yeah. you can definitely like hear that in the way you talk about like all the charities you work with, yeah. like everything's like we're gonna do this we're gonna make yeah. this change your face like lights up so yeah. I know obviously people can't see that yeah. on this but <laughs> hopefully they can hear it but yeah I mean it is amazing and I think it's it's a different way of looking at things as well because so many people I've spoken to are very much like oh I do this and then I do my scout stuff yeah. this is my life this boxes I think I do that as well 
but it's interesting to hear that actually you go, do you know what? This is just my life and these yeah. are the things that I like. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I, I always think about, and I say it an awful lot actually to people, I, I say it to say it to my own children, I say it when I'm talking out and about in various capacities, but I say life is actually 10% about what happens and 90% about how we deal with that. Yeah. And I and I have that in mind um, all of the time and, and I think that has a an influence on you know everything that I do really because yeah. it is ultimately at the end of the day it's how we deal with stuff both positive stuff and negative stuff that has a huge influence and an impact on everyday life yeah wow I've not actually thought about it that way yeah, yeah. definitely some wise words to shake <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so your kids are both involved in scouting as well That's right. um are they beaver cub scout age or? so scouts one's about to become an explorer because she was <gasps> 14 yesterday. Oh, <laughs> um, so are they both with the group that you were at yes. originally? Oh, brilliant. Yes. Oh, I suppose that's quite nice to have that tie-in still with them as absolutely well. Absolutely, sort of it is. Yeah, brilliant. absolutely. And is the husband involved in scouting? Or? Do you know, it's always interesting because um, when I went home and I said to him, you know, I've just signed up to be a beaver leader, he was mortified at me, if I'm completely <laughs> honest. We'd got no relationship with scouting at all prior. And he said, Alex, there's no such thing as an hour a week with you, and you didn't think I'm getting involved, were his precise words. And he was absolutely right on the um, hour a week, but yeah. what he was wrong on is, uh, you didn't think I'm getting involved, because these <laughs> things just do end up getting into families, don't they? And yeah. if you asked him, he'd turn around and say, oh, I don't really do anything, I just do. Right. And the reality is, <laughs> let's face it, it's all of us, actually, we're just doing our bit. That actually, yeah. there's no one thing that's more <laughs> important than each other. So for him, the sheer fact that he likes to be camp cook, right. and he likes to make squash in the background, um, yeah. in the kitchen when beavers is running, or something like that, that actually, that's just as important, because you can't, you, you can't be everywhere at once and doing everything at no. once. And for yeah. me, I'm very much about big teams of people all doing little bits. So I'm not about roles. So I, I would recommend when people say, oh, how do you get the leaders in? We can't get leaders. I would say, well, don't ask them to be a leader. Yeah. Um, ask them to do stuff. So if you say, yeah. I could just do with somebody to do the register for me on Friday nights, somebody will go, oh, I'll do you the register. Or yeah. um, somebody will go, yeah, I'll come along and do this. But they're actually then, before you know it they're in and they're fully integrated in but yeah. if you've asked them to be a leader they're going to think i can't do that <laughs> but if you're asking them to help with certain stuff a lot more people will come yeah. forward and do it so i'm quite lucky you know in terms of always being able to build big teams because yeah. of sort of managing expectations and, and getting people involved in a gentle way just through choice of language. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you just make teas and coffees yeah. for this and yeah. slowly grill them in? Absolutely, <laughs> and the reality is they'll then um, help do other bits and pieces and, and things. So it's um, a, another um, trick, for want of a better word, <laughs> that I use would be, I would say, um, when a beaver started for the first yeah. week, um, I'd then I'd say to the parent, "You're welcome to stop if you would like to, or you can stay for a bit and then go home. Now, yeah. or you can, or you can just leave. Whatever feels most comfortable for you. Some parents will just go straight away. Yeah. Some <laughs> parents will go. Well, I'll just I'll stay for this session. Have a look. And yeah, yes. have a look. Yeah. And and I let them have a look. <laughs> and then I'll say it's up to you. You can stay or go. Now, some might decide to go that next time. Some might go. Oh well, I'll um. Oh well, I'll stick around. And and then I'll go. Oh, you know, would you mind helping with? 
blah 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 and then before you know it you say well if you would like we'll just why we could we could sign you up and you don't have to come every week if you don't want but you're most welcome to come and be a leader and then before you know it yeah yeah. Yeah. In fact, I use the word leader there. I don't tend to use the word. Leader. You know, you're welcome to stay and help out with us all. Yeah. Is typically the word, and that's that a good I way use. Yeah. I may have to try that with my own uh, explorer parents. Like, oh, well, you can stay if you want for a bit and and help. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some useful advice there. So, um, Alex, what are your next big plans? If we can talk about any of those that you've got. So, there? next big plans. So, the things that matter most to me in terms of when I'm thinking about what we're doing is there are two sides to it one is around I always talk about I'm always talking about growing and and some people will say to me well it's about quality not quantity and I'll go I absolutely agree with you it is but ultimately our only measure that we've got of that quality is whether young people are staying because we know they're savvier than us they will they won't just put up with things no so so what they do is um, if it's good, they stay. If they think it's a bit rubbish, they go. Yeah. And so, um, and I know some people might argue with me, well, it's more complex than that. What if football's on a Tuesday night or something? You, you can always argue those things. But ultimately, they will find a way and the vast majority will stay, providing it's good enough. So I like to measure growth because that's our indication that young people are coming and they're staying and they're asking their friends to come as yeah. well. And I could show I could show you a curve which shows in the 1990s, we went through a phase where we were losing 20,000 young people a year because wow. we'd taken our yeah. eye off the ball. Um, and we needed to turn that around, which we really successfully did. And the curve has since gone, you know, 13, 14 years worth of, of yeah. shooting back um, back up in a in a very very healthy way, but so we need to measure it because we don't want to end up like we were when no, we definitely. did take our eye off the ball. So, and so I look at it for that reason, and I look at it from a waiting list point of view because actually I want to keep growing until everybody, every young person who wants to scout can. Yes, because actually with sixty thousand on the waiting list, we know how good we are. Yeah, it's almost not fair on those sixty thousand who will never get that opportunity. So well, the only reason I want to grow is because. I want people to be having a good experience and I want everybody who wants to, to do it. So that's Definitely. one of my key factors all of the time. And then when I've got them, I want to keep them in there because I want them yeah. to get that full experience of as many skills for life as possible right through to when they're 18. Um, so that matters very much to me. Um, so it's that young person side. And also the other side is I really care. Now anybody can say that, but you've got the benefit of me seeing my body <laughs> language here. But I really care about the volunteers and I think everybody's amazing and they give the most phenomenal amount of time and energy to this. And I hate it when things are overly complex for people or difficult or tiring. And so for me, everything I'm doing as well is around let's keep making it easier for people. And I always say Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) So if something um, isn't perfect now, it's about you know it doesn't yeah. mean that it's not noticed and it's just about time and capacity just to keep making things simpler and keep making things better so things like the program planning tool yeah. that we've just released is amazing to me because if a leader in a group and I just want to shout about this so much if a leader in a group thinks oh I just I find it so hard to make yeah. a plan click press there's your plan for the next two years it's all ready for you to do if you think well, I'm a bit more confident than that but I need a bit of help, 
there are ready-made plans. You could take the ready-made plan and move it around and do what you want with it. Or if you want, if you feel really confident, you can just pull things together from scratch. And we've got this whole tool that we're releasing now yeah. just to make things easier for people. So that's one example of stuff that has come out of direct discussions where we talk about, okay, how do we simplify yeah. things? How do we simplify things? And there's lots of work going on on training and all sorts now just to really keep making life easier. Definitely. And I yeah. think as well, especially for like new leaders coming in, sometimes the most daunting thing is, what am I going to do with them on that Tuesday or Wednesday night? Like, oh, I've done a couple of weeks and that's great. What now? Yeah. How Absolutely. do I do those budgets? What is all this? Absolutely. So yeah. it is. So it's all about making it so easy for people. Yeah. And um, I'm really keen that, you know, we get that pushed out as far and wide as possible that planning Brilliant. tool just to help people well we'll make sure we add that into the Brilliant. description as a link so people can find that, that would be wonderful sure. yes <laughs> brilliant well alex it's been absolutely amazing talking to you and finding out more about your life thank you so much for talking to us no it's a pleasure absolute thank so pleasure <laughs> okay thank you so that was my interview with alex um i hope you felt as inspired as i did coming away from that conversation it's just amazing hearing someone speak so passionately not just about scouting but the other charities that Alex supports and her journey to finding that and actually the similarities between Alex's work and what she does in scouting and with those other charities actually it just kind of brings to light that all of those things can be part of your life and you don't always have to compartmentalize them as like you know the family time the scouting time this time and that time that bringing them together can be a good thing and as long as you're getting as much out of it as you can put in and you're putting that passion and that those strengths out there then you know you should enjoy that um alex also mentioned the program planner that scouts released a few months ago i've put the link to that in the description so you can find all of that information i hadn't looked at it before the interview but i've taken a better look at this on the explorer one and some of the programs i will definitely be using so i can yeah definitely recommend that um as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do rate, review, subscribe, share, stick it all over Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Do everything you can. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter as well. That's always good. And uh, yeah, as always, if you want to be involved in the podcast, do drop us a line and we can arrange interviews and find out your story. Or if you think, hey, I'm not great, but my friend is, nominate them. That's always a good one too. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And I'll speak soon.